Jesus. God is a good God. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. I won't belong. If you could turn with me while you're standing. Thank you. The book of Luke, chapter 19. Hallelujah. Starting at the verse, first verse. Glory to God. Luke chapter 19, start at the first verse. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans. And he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to that place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. For today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, say they, they murmured and said that he was going to be a guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I will give to the poor. And if I have taken, any, taken anything from any man by false accusation, I will restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house. For so much as he is also is a son of Abraham. For the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Seek and to save that which was lost. Lord God, I ask in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, let your anointing rest upon me, Lord God, as I deliver your word. Lord God, give me the boldness to declare your word, Lord God. Let your people be edified, Lord. Hallelujah, build us up on our most holy faith, Lord. This evening, Lord God. Hallelujah, give us strength, Lord God. Bind up the brokenhearted, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, send labors in the field, Lord. Hallelujah, for which you have called. Hallelujah. I ask for revival in this house. Hallelujah. The tree of life. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Y'all may be seated. Hallelujah. I come tonight to declare and to preach. about a Savior that has come to seek and to save that which is lost. 
that which is lost. I was looking through this passage and I had to, had to think in my mind and just reviewing the Bible, how did mankind fall? How did we get in the situation that we were in to where the Bible described us as lost? We had such peace with the Lord. When the Lord created the earth, he created the heavens and the earth. And the whole record is given in Genesis and he spoke all these things in and he, he, he gave us a garden that was beautiful. The garden name was Eden and Eden means pleasure. And he placed man, a, a man that he created in his own image. And he communed with him, had perfect unity with him. And the Bible records that he had walked with him in the cool of the day. But there was something that was going on in that garden. It was a snake that was more cunning than any other cattle or beast of the field. And in that garden, the Lord placed the tree there. A tree of, of the knowledge of good and evil. And thank God he also placed the tree of life there also. But he forbid them to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He let them have all the other trees and all the other fruit and told them they can have it freely. But this one don't touch. And it's just like the nature of man. We, 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 we get distracted by that one thing. That one thing that we're not supposed to touch that belongs to God. I, I wasn't going to touch on it, but I, I, I taught a class of the Wednesday, and I, I said that was the, that, that tree of life was the tide in the garden that belonged to God. That, that He had, let you have all the ninety percent of everything else, but that belonged to Him. As soon as when we touch, He said, "The day that you touch it, you will surely die. You will surely die." And everybody knows the story: the man and the woman. Ate of the tree. And their eyes was open, the Bible says. And they saw that they was naked. And they was afraid. And they hid themselves. And the Bible says that the word of the Lord came walking through. And he asked, Adam, where art thou? Adam, where art thou? That's when the seeking began. He began seeking after us immediately after we fell. And just like God, he's rich in mercy. He took the skins of an animal and made a coat and covered them, which was a type of Christ. He covered them with that coat and sent them out. The Bible says he, he drove them out lest they would go and take part of that tree of life and live forever in that state. I don't know about y'all, but I'm glad that I don't live forever in this state that I'm in, that the world is in. Paul described this a body of death. We always warn against our members, and you know what Paul said, when, when I would do good, 
Evil is always present with me. I thank God that we don't have to live in that state for eternity. But I thank God that he, 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 he took an animal and took the skins off of it and made them a coat to cover them. That's when the saving began. It was a shape and a shadow of what was to come. The lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. It, it, was, it was his mercy and his grace that was on demonstration of him driving them out, casting them out the garden. Hallelujah. And it's, it's some scripture that says that because we trust in the living God, we know he is the savior of all man, especially of those who believe. Now, some people will take that scripture and say, well, see, he saved all man. Don't matter if you believe in Jesus or Buddha or Muhammad and all these other gods. But and it says, well, especially to those who believe. And they take the scripture that when the Samaritans came to the woman from the well, when she came and preached to them, they said, now we know this is indeed the Christ, the savior of the whole world. And they said, well, he saves the whole world. No matter if they believe in Muhammad, no matter they believe in Buddha, he's the savior of all man and he saves the whole world. But the salvation was a temporary salvation. The salvation that the Lord brings is not just spiritually and eternal, but he brings a temporary salvation. Physically, don't you know every time that you sinned or when somebody sinned that they don't drop dead on the spot? It's a mercy of God and it's a temporary salvation. Wouldn't that they would come to repentance? He gave them time, He drove them out, but He covered them, and the work on the cross covers us. Hallelujah. It was times when I was running disobedient with doing what I wanted to do. Knowing I was wrong. But the blood covered me. Somebody's prayers covered me. Because he's seen this day. Where I'll be declaring the goodness of the Lord and the land. Hallelujah of the living. In the name of Jesus. This will be called common grace. Common grace. But even though he drove them out, the Lord declared in Ezekiel. I will seek that which was lost, and I'll bring back again that which was driven away. I thank God that God seeks us. We don't choose to say, you know what? I heard about this Jesus guy. I'm going to go check him out. The seeking begins with him, and then he allows us to seek him. It's just like John said, we love him. Because he first loved us. We seek him because he first sought us. Hallelujah. I thank God. And he gave us the ability to seek. In Proverbs, he said, who diligently seek me will find me. He said in Isaiah, seek the Lord while he may be found. Jeremiah said, you seek me and find me when you search for me with your whole heart. And no more, he declared that, seek me that ye may live. 
Hallelujah. Matthew, he says, seek you first the kingdom of God. And in chapter 7 of Matthew, he says, seek and you shall find. Knock. My brothers preached this morning the open door. Knock and it shall be open. And in Hebrews, he declares, he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hallelujah. I thank God that he came seeking us first. He declares in his role to Romans, and it's written, Romans, quote, Psalms 14 and 53, 1 through 3. The fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. The Lord looked down. That's him seeking y'all. He looked down from heaven upon the children of man to see if there were any that understand and any that seek God. They're all gone aside. They're all together become filthy. There is none that do good. No, not one. But when he came and stepped into eternity, he said, I come. The son of man came to seek and to save. And what a high price that he paid when he came. A high price. He left glory. Hallelujah. He laid down all those prerogatives. He emptied himself. Hallelujah. To come seeking after us. Sometimes we don't realize our value to God. And we don't realize other people's value to God. We're so caught up in our day-to-day -day life and what we have going on, we pass people that's lost every day. That's feeling and groping in darkness trying to find their way. And here it is, we're called to be a light, light of the world in a city set upon a hill. But the Lord was telling these Pharisees and scribes for the third or fourth time in this book that this is the reason why I came to seek and to save. Just a few chapters before in Luke chapter 15, the scribes and the Pharisees murmured and complained again, saying he's a friend of sinners and publicans. And he gave these three parables to describe to them, to, to try to open up their eyes to show how valuable that soul was to them. In Luke 15, starting at the fourth verse, he asked them, what man of you having a hundred sheep, if he lost one of them, do not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after which was lost? Until he find it. And when he find it, he layeth on his shoulders and rejoice. And when he come home, he calleth together his friends and his neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I found my sheep which was lost. And he told those Pharisees and told them that I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over the 99 just persons which need no repentance. Now I just want to look at that. When he saw the lost sheep and when he found them, he didn't kick the sheep. 
He didn't say, you dumb sheep, why you keep running off him? It's wolves out here. He took them and threw them on his shoulder and rejoiced over it. Hallelujah. He didn't look and talk down at the sheep. I remember, God forbid, I remember a, a, a message that somebody was preaching and, and he was talking about the characteristics of a shepherd and, and he was talking, saying that in those days when a shepherd lost a sheep and if a sheep kept running away, what he would do was take the sheep and break one of the back legs so that he won't wonder no more. And I remember sitting in my seat like, oh Lord, have mercy. That sounds like a hireling to me. But I thank God that we have a good shepherd. That when he find one of us lost, he'll rejoice and throw us over his shoulders. And not just joy by himself, but he'll call all his friends and his neighbors and say, rejoice with me. Hallelujah. Over this one. And here was a rebuke to those who was, he was talking to. He said over 99 just persons, which needeth no repentance. If I can find one person in here that don't need no repentance. <laughs> I looked at that. I said, over just person. I said, Lord, I, I know you want us just, but he said, which needeth no repentance. I repent every day. I try to find myself in his presence every day. Lord, if I did anything, Lord, Lord, turn me back to your throne, Lord. Forgive me. Wash me. God, you're faithful and just to forgive me. Hallelujah. And cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Saints, never get to a point where you don't repent. Never get to a point where you're too good and you're too just. And you look at somebody else who's struggling as if you don't need to repent. Hallelujah. And when you do see that person, rejoice. Hallelujah. There's joy going on in the presence. Hallelujah. Of angels, the Bible declares. Hallelujah. God told Ezekiel to prophesy to the shepherds. He told him to prophesy to the shepherds. Now, I know a lot of times we take these scriptures and, and, and use it on pastors and try to seek pastors and get people that's a leadership straight. But see this, I see the church because we are a royal priesthood and a royal and, 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 a, and, a, and a peculiar people and a royal nation. And Israel was set up to be that priesthood to the world, to usher the rest of the world to the Lord. But they kept making it about themselves. Hallelujah. They kept making it about themselves. It would not declare to other nations, to the heathen. But he told Ezekiel to, to prophesy against the shepherds of Israel and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord unto the shepherds. The disease ye have not strengthened. Neither have ye healed that which was sick. Neither have ye bounded up that which was broken. Neither have ye brought again that which was driven away. Neither have ye sought that which was lost. And they are scattered because there was no shepherds. Hallelujah. And they became meat to all the beasts of the field. And they were scattered. My sheep wandered through all the mountains and upon every high hill. Yea, my flock was scattered upon all the face of the earth. And none did search or seek after them. Therefore, O shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I'm against the shepherds, and I require my flock at their hand. 
For thus said the Lord, Behold, I, even I, will both search my sheep and seek them out. Hallelujah. He gave us a commission, saints, to go into this lost and dying world to usher sheep back into his fold. Hallelujah. We are his hands. We are his feet. Amen. He gave us that role to play. Hallelujah. In this world. Hallelujah. And another parable that he gave in the same chapter, starting at the verse number eight, he said, either what woman having ten coins of silver, ten pieces of silver, if she loses one, doth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently until she find it. And when she hath found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, rejoice with me. For I found the peace which I have lost. Likewise, I say unto thee, there is joy in the presence of the angels over one sinner that repenteth. Over one sinner that repenteth. Now, this is a little different than the lost sheep in the 99. That's 1%. This, this is a 10% loss. It's, more, it's getting more valuable here. And, and, and he described a woman in scriptures, when I read about a woman, if it's a virtuous woman, I think about the church. We are the bride of Christ. Here it is, this woman lost something that was precious to her. And what she did, the first thing she did was lit a candle. Hallelujah, I, I feel like preaching a little bit. He said she lit a candle. I hear the song say, keep oil in my lamp. Keep me burning. Keep oil in my lamp. I'll pray. Keep oil in my lamp. Keep me burning. Keep me burning to the light of day. We have to keep burning, saints. We have to keep this fire lit and fire sparking and blazing bright. Hallelujah. We'll lose something precious if we don't, y'all. And the Bible says she swept the house. Hallelujah. We, she swept the house. We got to make sure no winds of false doctrine come in this place. We got to make sure no ideologically or, 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 or unsound things that come in here that might have at other churches or at other places. We got to keep this place clean, y'all. Hallelujah. And we have to diligently seek that coin was lost right there in the house, in the most safest place. That's why these young people are so precious, y'all. This coin ain't have no sense of being lost. Hallelujah, they didn't have a feeling of being lost. You tell them, hey, you in the pit, they look back and say, what pit? You tell them it's dangerous, don't go there. They don't see the danger. But we, that woman, keep that light lit in a house swept. You won't lose anything. You have to invest. They said, seek diligently. And she found it. Hallelujah. And when I think about that coin, I think, of when the lawyers came to Jesus and tried to trip him up and asked him, should we pay taxes? Hallelujah. April 15th is coming fast. He asked, hallelujah, should we pay taxes? And he said, bring me a coin. Bring me a coin. And he asked them, whose image do y'all see on this coin? And they said, Caesar. And he told them, render unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar. And unto God what belongs to God. This world is trying to stamp their images on 
what is made in God's image. You ever been to a, 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 a marathon or like Kings Island, you can put a coin in one of the machines and press it. And then it comes out and it has another image on it. But if you still look at it, you can still see the year and the date and the make and the model of that coin. The world is trying to make our children conform to their images. But you are, you are made in the image of God. You belong to him. Hallelujah. I heard while I was at work. Glory to God. I was at work and I heard, I don't even know in what context they were saying it, but I heard somebody say, a coin cannot portray their country. A coin cannot portray their country. I know we get the Canadian pennies and them Canadian nickel things. I don't know if they were five cents or not. But you might go to a gas station and they might exchange it with you, but if you ever go to a pop machine, that thing can keep popping out. And you have to keep looking at it like, <laughs> it's a Canadian coin. And the image stepped upon it, you either have Queen Elizabeth or something like that, and it'll tell you Canadian. When God made us in his image, we are made in his image. I don't care if they don't know if they boy or girl or if they, they, the image of Hollywood is trying to press on them. They are made in the image of God and they have value and they're lost. We need to bring them in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The image determines the owner. Hallelujah. And there's one more last parable that I would like to share with you. Hallelujah. The, the tale of two men. The, the, the Bible talks about the prodigal son. And I'm not going to read it all, y'all. Hopefully, y'all know the story. If you don't, it's found in Luke 15, verse 11 through 32. But it was a certain man that had two sons. I know a lot of people say the prodigal son, but honestly, to me, when I read the story, the one son stick out more than the other, and it wasn't the one that was lost. It was the they, the one that murmured and complained. Two sons. He had two sons. And the younger said to his father, give me my portion that followed to me and divide unto me my living, what's coming my way. The son basically went to the father and told him, I wish you was dead. I wish you was dead. I wish you wasn't in my life. Some people don't want nobody to rule over them. They want to be Lord of their own life. They refuse to submit to anybody and anything. And where did he find himself? In a strange land? And joined himself to citizens of that country. And that citizen of that country put him in the field with the pigs. Wouldn't even feed them, had them eating the slop from, that the pigs ate. The world would use you. Take everything you have and give you nothing in return but death. The Bible says that he came to himself and said, How many higher servants of my fathers have bread enough to spare? And I'll perish with hunger. There's people out in this world that is hungry, saints. There's people out here hungry. I, 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 I watch rappers and different things. They don't even wear crosses no more. They wear this Egyptian sign. The, 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 the one with 
the, the, the it looked like a cross, but I have a, a like an oval shape on top of it. They're searching, they're groping in the darkness, just trying to find something. They're hungry, they're going to perish with their hunger. But he came to himself, thank God, and rose up and went to his father. And he had this whole speech and said, look, father, I sinned against you. Let me just be a servant in your house. And when he came and when he was afar off, the father saw him. His father had to be looking. His father was seeking. He was hoping that he had come back home one day. Hallelujah. He came to seek and to save. And he had compassion and ran onto him and fell on his neck. And the Bible says that the father said, bring me a robe and placed it on him and gave him a ring and put it back on his hand and put shoes on his feet. He was barefooted. Hallelujah. And he took the fattest calf and killed it and said, let us eat and be merry. For my son was dead and now he's alive again. He was lost and now he's found. Hallelujah. The saddest part of this story is when the brother heard this, glory to God, the brother heard this and was angry and would not go in. He was angry. Last night I was reading over my scriptures and tears just began to fall down my face. All that heaven has to offer. All that heaven's going to be. And I know we're going to have a time when we get there. But it'd be even better with my brother and my sister there with me. How can I be mad if my brother and my sister come looking for restoration? And the Pharisees had that same spirit. They didn't get it. They did not get it. He said, I come to seek and to save the lost. His father had to go outside and speak with him. He said, everything that I have is yours. Hallelujah. It's an old song that say, heaven is yours. If you live right, heaven belongs to you. All that I have is yours. But your brother was dead. Your brother was dead, and now he's alive. He was lost, and now he's found. Hallelujah. We have to be careful, saints. We have to be careful. One thing that God, Jesus did not tolerate was self-righteousness. Oh, hallelujah. He did not tolerate self-righteousness. He did not tolerate it. If you look, the Bible says that when Jesus said, I'm coming to your house, Zacchaeus, they start to murmur and complain like they always did. Just murmured and complained. And in this story, I know I'm not preaching too much about Zacchaeus. I, I, I will use this, and this is the truth that I got out of this. He told him, I will give half of my riches to the poor. And now he got half left. And he said, and if any man I took advantage of, I will give him fourfold. Now, he was a public. He was the chief of the publicans. 
He was the chief of the tax collectors. And he offered to give fourfold. And I looked at that. I said, that's an odd number. Fourfold. That's 400%. And my mind went back to the book of Leviticus in chapter 6. And it says, then it shall be because he that sinned and is guilty that he shall restore that which he had deceitfully gotten. And he shall even restore it in the principle. And he shall add a fifth part thereunto and give it unto him whom it pertaineth. Right here, the laws prescribe if you got something deceitfully from somebody to give them a fifth part, which is only one-fifth, one which is 20%. So I said, Lord, where he get 400% from? Now, if you really want to be generous, in Exodus chapter 22 and 1, it says, if somebody robbed somebody or did damage in a violent way, then you would have to restore such a one 50%. But he went beyond that. He said fourfold. And the only other place where I could find where somebody was willing to repay fourfold was when Nathan the prophet went to David. After he killed Bathsheba's husband in battle. And Nathan gave him the illustration of the man with one sheep and the other man that had all these other hundreds of sheep. And because the man was wicked, he didn't want to spare any of his sheep. He went and took that man's one little sheep. And when David heard it, it was, he, got, he was angry. And he said, you know what's going to happen? That man shall surely die. But before he died, he's going to have to pay him back fourfold. So here was Zacchaeus. He had some recollection of the scriptures. When he found the Lord and said, behold, Lord, I will give this all away. When you find a true repentant heart, you don't find somebody that's saying, you know what? How much can I just get away with? How close can I get to the edge without falling off? How much can I not obey and still be a Christian? But he went to the max. He said, I'll give him fourfold of whatever I took. He felt that guilt. He felt as if he had broken the law like David. He, he did beyond what the law even required. That's what you get when these souls come and find the refreshing of the Holy Ghost. That conviction that come over your heart. Don't resist it. Embrace that conviction. Hallelujah. It will lead to salvation. Hallelujah. Jesus says salvation has come to your house today. Hallelujah. I, I remember when Zach, 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 Zacharias held Jesus in his arms when he seen him at the temple. And he, he said salvation has come unto Israel. Hallelujah. When Jesus entered in, he brings salvation, deliverance, healing, everything that you need. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, if you heard me when I was preaching, he kept saying, I say unto you, joy will be in heaven over one sinner, just one that repents. 
He said, likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of angels over one sinner that repents. Don't you know what the Bible says? In the presence of the angels. The angels is in the presence of who? The Lord. So if there's joy in the presence of the angels, who's rejoicing? The Lord is rejoicing. Hallelujah. The Lord rejoice over one sinner that repents. Hallelujah. I found in Zechariah 3, 16 and 17, it says, In that day it shall be said to Jerusalem. I'm going to say it like this. In that day it shall be said to first apostolic, Fear thou not. And to Zion, I'm going to say to tree of life, Let thy hands not be slack. The Lord thy God is in the midst of thee and is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over you with singing. Now I have to ask a question. Singers, please come. How do God sound when he sings? How do God sound when he sings? How do God sound when he sings? Hallelujah. See the flesh that sounds foolishness. But we must worship him in spirit and in truth. For God is a spirit. He sings, y'all. When somebody comes down broken heart and their heart is contrite before the Lord and asks him for mercy, the Bible says there's joy in heaven in the presence of all the angels. We should have joy here, y'all. God forbid if somebody come here and find new life. We just gather our things and just keep going because we're hungry or something. But we shall rejoice with those who rejoice, cry with those who cry, and mourn with those who mourn. There is joy in the presence of angels. Over one, hallelujah, over one, I heard Brother Tierney say this morning, even the building, the span the land, and all that we're going to give for this campaign that's coming up, it'll all be worth one soul. It'll all be worth one soul. But thank God, it's going to be about 600 extra seats there that we'll be half now. And I submit to you... The, the way that you will rejoice if you see that wayward son come down this aisle. That daughter, that nephew, that brother, that sister, that parent. The way that you rejoice over him, that's how God rejoiced over you. Hallelujah. He sung over you. Hallelujah. Yes, he did. He sung over you. And there's going to be a lot of singing happening here, y'all. It's an old song up above my head. I hear music in the air. I hear music in the spirit. Hallelujah. I hear singing in the heavens for all the souls that's going to come. Turn into the Lord. We all know the world don't have nothing to offer. Nothing but husk. Nothing to offer. But when, I find, when they find Jesus... The Lord came seeking to save that we might have a what? Right to the tree of life. 
Don't be of those who complain. Everybody have a right to the tree of life. Everybody's going to have, there's going to be room at the cross. There's going to be room at the tree of life. Hallelujah. I, I was, a couple of months ago, I was sharing with Brother Brian that I was in prayer. And I know we do a lot of interceding for our loved ones and those who are close to us. But I believe if we just go out and do what God called us to do, those who we bring in will cause those who are wayward and provoke them to jealousy. And I believe the souls that we win will win those who are wayward. Don't you know the Bible talks about the church? He used the church to provoke Israel to jealousy. Those souls that you bring in might provoke your son or your daughter. Oh, Pastor Ursh, my pastor, that's your pastor. And my parents go there. I ain't never seen you there. You should come sometime. Next thing you know, like Brother Easter said, you might see your loved one in the front waving the hand, jumping and shouting. If you do what you're supposed to do, God can do what you can't do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe that this evening. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There's going to be Zacchaeus. The pastor preached this upstairs, and I, I wasn't going to take his message because it was, it was a beautiful thing. He was telling the branch that you might be the branch that holds Zacchaeus up. That somebody else might get a good look and a good view of Jesus. There's going to be some Zacchaeus is coming. Just intrigued, just trying to see what's, what's the whole hoopla about. These people, it's crazy. They jumping around, running around. What, what's all this going on? Let them come. Don't murmur and complain. Don't look at them. They might have piercings here, there, there, tattoos everywhere. The young lady might have a fade. Young man might have hair down all the way on the floor. <laughs> Don't switch your seat. Ah, hallelujah. Hold them up. Let them see Jesus. Let them see the love of Christ. Hey, hallelujah. Let them see Jesus. I don't care if you was born in church. Are you been here two weeks? He came seeking and to save you. I'm gonna tell you, some of these pew babies are some of the hardest ones to get through. You be worried. You, I, I know many saints lose sleep. That's what they leave sleep over their children. Try not to let the enemy snatch them. But he came to seek and to save, and we have to know. The, uh, the value of a soul hallelujah that is why he came that is why he came that is why he came that's why he came that's why he came y'all that's why he came I, I know it's, we got to sweep the house he ain't come so you can have a Mercedes if you got it God bless you that's not why he came he ain't come to make your life more convenient. He say, pick up your cross and follow me. 
He came seeking to save. Hallelujah. If you will, with me, stand up. Let's lift up our hands and our voice. And ask God sent a revival of laborers. Those who will go to the field. Those who will go look and search out them lost sheep. But let's not leave them out there for every beast of the field to just pray on them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, help us. Refocus. Give us vision, Lord. Give us your burden, Lord God. For a soul. For one life. Jesus.